Okay. So uh, I'd like to welcome uh, Mark Shields here um, from uh, Business Link. And uh, we also have Wendy uh, Gerbrandt from Community Futures on this call. But um, we're going to have a discussion with Mark here um, talking about uh, small businesses and uh, what Business Link is seeing and uh, what Mark is seeing uh, on the ground working with businesses. And uh, so what I'd like to do is uh, uh, start off with uh, welcome to our Small Business Week conversation with Mark Shields, small business strategist with Business Link. We'll be discussing the hopes, fears, and dreams in the current economic state with entrepreneurs within the province, whether it's COVID pressures, government supports, or the market they're doing business in that he has been seeing in general. And uh, Mark is a business strategist who approaches issues with a diverse background and wealth of experience. His business pursuits have included yoga instruction and event creation and promotion. He has studied accounting and history academically and sits on as the treasurer for both the major minor music project in Calgary, Can. Prior to joining Business Link, he helped plan, execute, and operate a Merge Hub economic development project in East Calgary, where he has worked directly with growing businesses and was drawn to the problem solving, problem solving inherent in entrepreneurship. Mark is deeply motivated an opportunity to build communities by facilitating interactions between people and welcome mark and uh wendy <laughs> um so uh mark uh do you want to just uh perhaps start with uh sort of a, a a part of this discussion is just what what is going on with businesses that you see in in your day-to-day -day? is there anything that you can talk that's a uh, talk on that's common in in theme or anything like that sure yeah well uh, maybe just really quick I'll, I'll kind of preface it a bit with um you know how business link uh, we are a province-wide organization um so we're getting uh, phone calls and email inquiries uh, from people right across alberta uh, which puts us in yeah kind of a you know a nice position uh, perhaps to be able to observe um pretty broadly trends and um issues that are arising for businesses. Um, so yeah, with that in mind, I think one of the things that we as a, as a strategist team have been a little struck by is um, how diverse uh, the questions continue to be. Um, so I, I really like how we've, we've prefaced the conversation here, uh, Patrick, with uh, hopes, fears, and dreams. I, I think we're seeing a good measure of each of those. Um, from businesses, you know, in almost a balanced way. So there certainly are still uh, continuing to get calls um, and questions from people who are facing a dire situation based on uh, drop in revenue or drops in sales um, since COVID-19 kind of took over uh, our economy here, invaded every part of it. Um, so those calls, while, you know, we, as you might probably uh, imagine or predict we have saw a really sharp spike in those um, kind of March to May. Um, so while that's tapered off, it has not gone away. Um, they continue to come in. Um, just yesterday, I was having a, a conversation with someone who um, was having trouble accessing uh, any of the government supports still. Um, and so, uh, yeah, those conversations, uh, you know, unfortunately carry on. Um, but we uh, also are seeing, you know, people who have looked for opportunities uh, through this um, and not in like a, a callous way. I feel like sometimes that can kind of be a bit of an interpretation 
Um, but you know, there is no doubt that there are you know, new um, openings or, or new opportunities, especially around investments. Uh, isn't here. So we're certainly hearing people calling with operating businesses that are looking to um, leverage or, or move in, in that direction. And then finally, we, we still get lots of people with the idea of starting a new business. Um, uh, yeah, I think that, you know, just uh, from an intuitive sense, uh, that might feel a little, um, or it felt a little strange to me uh, at first thinking, you know, we've continued to get people who have uh, their those dreams about uh, what they want their business to be to call um quite consistently so yeah to that's kind of the, the summary that i feel i can best provide is that uh, yeah, there's people at all stages that are still um you know moving uh moving forward um one one of those hopes fears and dreams paths for sure do, do you find um in um in a some of the inquiries people are perhaps looking for how would i put it um survival money uh, funding just to keep the doors open, not necessarily for strategy for growth, but just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm walking a razor's edge here. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I think that we like that um, is probably implied in several of the conversations that I'll have. So we uh, with Business Inc, we don't um, tend to go too um, deep investigative into um, like we wouldn't typically ask people's financial statements. Mm-hmm. necessarily but that being said I, you know you can often tell from, from the tone of a conversation whether it's that that point um for them and or, or that this is yeah kind of a, a saving saving situation or need that they're seeking um yeah it's uh, i think that that can be um a challenge it's led us to have uh, try to shift that conversation because uh, you know we don't, uh, at Business Link, we don't provide financing, although we're always um, able to um, help people connect with people like uh, Futures, uh, of course, um, and uh, and other financial institutions. But what we tend to want to do is to try to help that person have a conversation about what else might be uh, at the root of this. So there's obviously no doubt that if, uh, you know, the a public uh, health authority is saying, you cannot open your doors, that's going to damage your revenue. Um, but that, you know, that, isn't necessarily the case for everyone, I think, who's been coming to us. There's drops uh, that are more, more of an indirect nature. Um, and that can lead us to having a bit more of a conversation about what else uh, might be going on in your business or in your operations that we could maybe augment or, or try to strengthen. Um, and something that comes up there a lot is uh, is marketing. So, you know, I thought, we, I'm sure we can kind of get to that um, stage in the conversation. So I might just put that there unless you want to dive kind of further into it right now. But, yeah. Well, it's, yeah, I, th- I think we I think we can cross into that for sure. Um, definitely, it's, it's an important aspect. But um, I know that what we deal with a lot is, you know, they, they might have a restriction that has come up through closures or restrictions, I guess. Um, but it's it's that concept of how can they how can they change their business like their operations um, not just in marketing but can they develop a new product new service like a pivot we call it that all the time um, but is there something are, are you getting or can you coach on that kind of as well do you do that yeah that's a really good question and and absolutely yeah and we we will. Um, often see people kind of at a bit of a brainstorming phase there, right? Or, or we'll hear from someone who maybe knows that they need to pivot their business somehow or, or 
open a new um, a new channel uh, for dealing with their customers, um, you know, whatever that case might be. But because of you know so maybe something like the fear that is coming with this, or or just the, the panic sometimes that can set in that I don't think it's necessarily gone away for everyone. It might not be you know such a um, an outward expression of it, but I think that there's a, an underlying sense of panic that has pervaded a lot of people's um, decision making still here, um, even up to this point. So when you're in a state like that, uh, sometimes that a bit of brainstorming someone uh, who's got uh, a step removed from your business uh, can hear what you're saying, uh, and then you know myself or anyone else on the strategist team can just offer up some potential ideas that may or may not kind of be worth pursuing, but will will open up some pathways uh, for you um, as as kind of the first step. Um, and then we can once you maybe do have an idea of which direction you want to now take your business or explore a little further. Uh, we can help you with how you might research that in more depth. Um, we can have a research service, which we can talk about a little bit more detail later. Uh, we can provide you with some, uh, some real concrete uh, secondary information. Um, so that's how we can kind of move you along further. If it gets kind of to the realm of things like feasibility study, uh, you know, or some of these things that, that might be a little bit outside of our scope or more into the professional accounting kind of realm, but we'll we'll try to get you as far down the road towards that. It may, it may not be uh, necessary at the end, but that's kind of how our process has been for dealing with clients who are looking at really sharp adjustments to their business. Mark, what are you seeing? And I'm, and I'm going to be really curious to hear how in the next session with ATB Todd Hirsch, like how he's identifying some, you know, opportunities that are happening. So it'll be neat to tie this conversation to that. But um, what are you seeing in Business Link right now for those new businesses that are starting up? Like, is there like a sector or is it kind of going into people doing more consulting type work? Like what, what are you seeing? Sure. Yeah, and uh, you know, I, this will be um, a little bit anecdotal, I suppose. I, I, should, I didn't have a chance to kind of pull any strong numbers or get any uh, data to back this, but I think that um, yeah, we can. You know, like I said, we can pretty strong province-wide, especially on these new businesses. Yeah, it's it's interesting. There's not one industry that would sort of stand out to me um, as really um, people are diving into. Um, you know, I think uh, one thing that we maybe are seeing an absence of now, I could say, is things like tourism. I think there's a lot of trepidation there. And again, that probably doesn't come as too much of a surprise. I haven't seen a lot of businesses wanting to start there. Um, we do continue to, to tend to see a strong um, increase in the food uh, space of food services um, of various kinds. Um, but uh, yeah, when you said that, you know, shifting into consulting or taking something that was a, a profession under an employment model before um, and seeing how you can now turn that into a business um, is something that we probably have seen a bit of an uptick in for sure. Um, I think that there's, that's been a bit of a, a trend in Alberta here for um, several years. Um, but yeah, there's, there's probably a sharpening of that. Um, mm -hmm. uh, through COVID-19. Um, and there's uh, some important, uh, you know, things to consider when doing that, that are, again, kind of coming back to that idea of marketing. I think that one of the things that someone who might shift into a consulting thing is, is maybe overlooking or has a bit of a blind spot on is how are they going to now talk about the selling of this? Service? 
um, which is a, much different than anything they would have done in their employment in that realm previously. Um, yeah. So that's a really good reason to reach out to a support like Business Link or, or other business um, support service providers uh, in the area for, for that kind of sensibility. Yeah, I know we've referred um, several clients over in to help with the market research through the service that Business Link offers. So I think that's been really helpful to our entrepreneurs that have reached out. Um, you know, at least it allows them to kind of, you know, test, test some waters through some research if they think this is worth carrying on any further, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Market research is something that's just, I mean, I think it's a crucial thing uh, for business owners to be engaged in, period. Uh, you know, it um, take a pandemic to, to create that need, but it's certainly, you know, a pandemic will bring it to the forefront or, or cast a pretty bright spotlight on it, I think. Um, and yeah, there's, you know, there are a lot of resources and help you uh, help out there for you as a business owner to conduct that research um, business link just being one piece there um, but it, it's so crucial um, for whatever your business is you know, do some research learn as much as you can about your customers about your competition uh, we i find myself stressing that with clients over and over kind of regardless of your business sure. and, and what are you seeing on that capacity side of the entrepreneur like in terms of training like what do you see as the most highly, like you said, marketing is one of the highly sought things that they're looking for. Like, is it more like product development or just identifying products and services, or is it the telling of what they do? Like, or is it all of it? <laughs> right. Yeah. So, you know, I think maybe I can break it down to uh, you know, a couple of categories in a sense. So they're the ones that I think we we feel are reaching out to us out of emergency. So like, like we kind of touched on there, they've heard that there's government support programs, not quite sure how to navigate it. They end up finding um, us and we try to work them through it. Um, you know, in those cases where maybe the government uh, programming isn't enough or doesn't apply or whatever the case may be, um, it's when we start to steer them towards what's your marketing plan, who is your target market, how are you connecting? So if we don't um, always have business owners coming to us saying, I need more help defining my target market, as much as we sort of move the conversation in that direction by asking them some of those kinds of probing okay. questions, I guess. Um, I, you know, I would say to your kind of question about what type um, of support within that realm is necessary it it's hard to um you know give it too much of a uh, to identify too much of a trend there i think just uh, from my own seat it really depends a lot on the case um but yeah one thing that we um definitely see kind of over and over in that marketing realm i think is like how do i connect with that target market um for, for me that it's like kind of the channels that you're using that that, that would be the one that kind of comes to my mind again that's not statistically backed up but uh it's something that i observe for sure in my in my own dealings well and i think one of the the big things that a lot of these entrepreneurs are struggled with too is in times where they've had to adjust where they're spending their money you know they may have outsourced some of these services in the past like through those channels and now they just don't have the funds available to be able to do that. So they're, you know, doing their best to, to do that within their own capacity, right? But they don't necessarily have the tools or the know-how or even just to be able to keep up with the trends and how quick marketing is changing 
you know, those channels, right? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it makes it just sort of sparks a thought for me around um, kind of the rush to getting online and selling online, um, which I think it was sort of seen as a solution. Um, but, you know, it's without um, that planning or without that knowledge and experience and um, uh, competency, it's, yeah, you know, it's, it might not be as much of a silver bullet solution as you might hope or it's kind of made out to be for you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you're absolutely right, Wendy. That's, um, you know, it's not easy to take something that you may have been uh, paying for, for professional services for and then bring it in um, to your own uh, task list in the day, essentially. Um, yeah, so that's, I think that, you know, a concern, um, how you go about acquiring those skills uh, can be um difficult as well but there you know i think there are going to be more and more of resources like these kinds of online conversations and videos that will you know take take you part of the way there i would again don't want to kind of make it sound like that's um that's kind of a magic wand um really but you know it's it's different than it might have been even several years ago the amount of the volume and amount of information that you can find online about all different aspects of business operations um, it's something that I think business owners shouldn't uh, shouldn't ignore. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, one of the sorry, I keep feel like I've got so many things that just to inquire and have a conversation about. But uh, one of the things that we were also talking about with Patrick and I a while ago was that's great that we've got them now on this online platform when um, businesses were shut down, right? And now that things have reopened, everybody is you know, not necessarily back to business, but now they've got to find a way to manage this online customer clientele that they have in addition to the regular walk-in traffic that they have. And how do they manage that now? And how do they make sure that they don't underserve and, you know, sacrifice their quality, right? And the customer right. service level. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Really important consideration I, you know i've always i've kind of liked those kinds of queries my myself just uh, as you mentioned in my little uh, bio at the start patrick i've studied accounting before um i haven't done a ton of professional work in it but i've always uh, found myself uh kind of shifting or looking for answers in the numbers um, yeah and that would feel like a, a really good situation um for entrepreneurs to do that I, yeah it's well, always uh, feel a little bit unfortunate that there's entrepreneurs who will feel like, oh, the numbers just scare me. You know, I'm, I'm not going to pay attention to that. And like you said, when you some of those services you might have outsourced before that you might be coming back on now, like something like accounting, um, and trying to take that on yourself, um, and then neglecting to maybe see what those numbers can reveal. But in a situation like you described, where now you've got your online operation that's right here, and then your um, in-person operation is reopening, um, you know, there's the determining where you want to devote, devote your resources, mostly for time, but, you know, whatever else is good. Um, yeah, understanding yeah. which one's going to be more beneficial to you um, is something numbers will reveal. Yeah. That's an interesting case for sure. So yeah. what do you think about the idea? Because I, I've been, I've been uh, coaching or sparking these with people, especially in COVID now, but I think it always holds some merit. But the idea, um, if if you can still potentially business network with other businesses, uh, say one has already has an online component to their marketing mix, 
um, so that they can move product that way is um, perhaps a business can even look at um, co-marketing with that business. So if they if they sell a sprocket and it can go into a bigger unit, can their new customer be the company with the e-commerce platform already and they're just selling product as a like a like a product into this other business so that has an online platform that that other company the sprocket company doesn't have to necessarily manage but they're still moving product in COVID. yeah i think that's uh, you know a great um uh, idea there patrick of you know looking at how those kinds of how exploring partnerships can, can really help. It makes me think like in our in this day and age too, this, you know, it's both a blessing and a curse in a, in a sense to have such easy access to some of these tools and that it makes it feel like everything can be do it yourself. I'm going to make a website myself. I'm going to set up my online store by myself. I'm going to in a marketing plan by myself. Um, but I think that you're absolutely right that everyone should be reaching out to the other businesses in their community that are complementary, even if they're a direct competitor. You know, I think that there's some value in keeping a line of communication open there. Um, but more, very much so those complementary businesses where someone's got something you need, you've got something that can benefit them. How can a, you know an arrangement be made? Um, that yeah, might kind of mitigate the amount of cash that needs to move from one to the other when cash flow is tight, maybe on both sides. Um, and you just described a perfect example of that uh, in practice, for sure. Yeah. How about you, Wendy? I think I cut you off last time on a question. No, no, I'm just looking oh, here at okay. my notes because I was writing some questions down as um, Mark had kicked off the session. So I'm just looking to see some of them you answered just in your talk. So, <laughs> you know, just to build on that last point, just, uh, you know, in our, um, one of the things we've been doing at Business Link uh, is this resilient recovery program where we've uh, brought in a couple of disaster recovery uh, experts uh, to help uh, a handful of businesses, businesses through this. Um, and yeah, that um, seeking out complementary partnerships um, has a couple of times within that program and with our clientele generally. Um, so clean or retail mix, like you know, can I have wanted to downsize a store and looking for another retailer to come and sort of share that same space, um, which seemed like a, a really sensible kind of path to follow. Um, if there's that, you know, our target markets overlap, even though we sell different things, right? I think that's one of the key ways to look at it is if this business the people that are I consider my target market, this is why it's so important to have that target market yeah. defined. But if you know who your target market is, you're providing them with one thing. Those people need other things too, right? So what are the other services or products that they're out there purchasing? Is there a natural connection that you can see um, in that sort of realm too? So retail is kind of an obvious one, but those kind of partnership opportunities exist uh, in, in myriad ways for sure. Absolutely, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Got another one, Wendy? No, I I'm just trying to think. Well, I was gonna just kind of bring on the topic of of uh, mental health, but I wasn't sure in terms of that. Like, are you seeing now that business has reopened? Are you seeing people um, frame of minds in a little bit more positive outlook now, or like what are you seeing in in that regard? Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, that is a really important um, question and something that we do uh, consciously monitor. Um, 
Yeah, I think that we would sort of still see it in equal measures, kind of like I started off the conversation with there. Um, you know, pretty typically, as you might imagine, someone who's got a, a business idea and they're just starting to hit the ground with it, um, it has that optimistic mindset. Um, there is no doubt that we hear some some pessimism um, uh, when it comes to the people um, who might be in more of a dire or more of a uh, crisis situation with their business, um, but it, I wouldn't certainly wouldn't say it's exclusively that. Um, you know, there's there there is still more often than not, I think, even among those who are in in a really crisis situation, um, you know, a, a willingness to want to to find a um, yeah yeah sometimes even a surprising willingness to kind of de deviate quite strongly. Uh, from what that original business was, but that you know doesn't mean that that that, that puts them in a in a really uh, healthy place from a mental health perspective. And so it's something that we've been more conscious about, like having or being um, aware of some resources, or I've been wanting to try kind of get myself more prepared to provide like a resource like that if it became necessary. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of the things that we try. You know, we don't want to go too far down a road that we're not um, experts in it. I'm sure um, you, know, you would feel the same way. Uh, when yeah. There, that, yeah, you want, it's, it's, a, it's a touchy thing, but one that we need to be, um, yeah, talk about and be really aware of for sure. So I'm glad to hear you're considering it. And yeah, we try to do the same. Yeah, and same here. Like what we're starting to see now is exactly what you said, more forward looking, right? They're, they're getting now to that, to that state of mind, I guess, or, you know, peace where they can say, okay, we're ready to move forward. You know, they've, they've accepted that there are just some things now and they're understanding that some things aren't going to change. Like this is whatever our new normal is. This is it. So yeah, I think they're, they're better prepared now to move forward is, is what we're seeing. Right. Yeah. 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 Under, so I don't want to um, take our, our conversation into too much of a negative way. Um, so I don't mean that at all. But I do think it's, you know, one thing that has just been on my mind a bit more personally um, is as some of the uh, support that's been provided to the public and well, the public in general, the, you know, the cancer recovery benefits or the transition now to that the new CRB, um, the mortgage deferrals, um, I, you know, I, I would wonder from a business owner's perspective, you know, I think it's really important to understand that we're not out of the woods yet. If you're, if you're in right now in a stable situation, think a lot about what that resiliency looks like. What are you going to do if within the next month or two or three, um, that market, your customers, um, their pockets are just way more pinched and they're not coming in. Um, so now more than ever, I think if you're, if you're in that place with a little bit of breathing room, even if it's not much, um, be yeah, kind of working on your plan um, to, to weather yeah. that, I think. Yeah, our session on uh, Friday that um, we have a panelist of speakers, Community Features is in that, is to talk about the five C's of credit, right? And what you're doing to safeguard your credit so that you are able to seize opportunities moving forward, right? So if you do need to access that cash for the loans or whatever to take opportunities. Um, and then we also did a session earlier this week on cash flow management and our um, partnering on that 
session went through with great detail about just you know tweaks to your inventory and what you can do and you know getting your receivables in and you know just those adjustments that you need to make in your cash flow so that was really helpful the participants that attended that session so yeah i think it's helping yeah just increase that resiliency and getting them thinking you know about those financial decisions so right yeah, you know, that's, uh, you know, looking at it as that kind of glass half full, half empty kind of uh, yeah. perspective. The the half full idea, I think, is that this has brought many conversations that sort of needed to be um, brought up um, more to people's top of mind. Um, so that's uh, like, yeah, just like the things you've been um, leveraging and identifying there, uh, Wendy, uh, make such perfect sense you know it's easy to kind of overlook something like your cash flow when there's enough sales coming in without having to do right. a ton of work to to gather those sales but once it's um yeah once they're not there anymore suddenly it's there's nothing else you can think about right so that's um, right yeah no good conversations to be having i know that i'm kind of uh, on the the docket here but i, I do just want to say like i think it's great to have a uh, an organization like Community Futures that combines the lending with um, a bit more of that sensibility and that willingness to kind of help more holistically um, that you guys do at the Community Futures offices. is great work and really helps in the ecosystem here. So it does, and, you know, and that sentiment goes right back to Business Link too, Mark. I mean, we have used so much of your training and a lot of the trainings that we've provided or pushed out this week and promoted for Small Business Week have been because of Business Link. So that has really helped. And we've been getting really tremendous feedback from those that we have talked into the business were able to participate. So yeah, thank you very much. It's oh, thank you. Yeah, we all have to work together, right? So it's it's great. Yeah, we've pushed quite a few of your sessions as well, along with Wendy. So uh yeah, it's I, I think, you know, especially you know, coming from my side, being an EDO for a municipality, it's 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 getting that um, awareness and understanding of the partnerships and the and the groups that are there to support businesses. Because we're just the we're, we're kind of like the get the the Walmart reader, right? It's like where where can we send assist you to to uh, remain. In, you know, in our business retention and expansion strategies that we do with the county, um, I mean, yeah, these 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 knowledge enterprises are critical. And then, of course, lending as well. But um, lending's lending's the final thing when you have the discussions to figure everything else out. So you do smart lending, right? So or borrowing. Um, so yeah, it's yeah, and these kinds of conversations are critical so that we can we can share what we all do and 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 what we know and and provide that that guidance to get people in for that deeper conversation so right yeah yeah absolutely well i'm just trying and in terms of um government supports and just just to reiterate are you just seeing more of that um what financial programs are out there for assistance or are they looking for something else in terms of government supports uh, primarily, it's it's financial um, that people have in mind when they're reaching out uh, there. Um, I think it can be kind of overlooked. There are, um, you know, 
necessarily all in a direct government, but uh, there are service providers, you know, this like being one of them, but others that provide help that are non-financial that, again, shouldn't be, you know, overlooked. Mentorship types of um, uh, things come to mind uh, for sure. That uh, I think, you know, if you can come to that asking for help with an open mind, um, that'll, that can really help create more doors potentially for funding too when a pivot comes. So if you're struggling to find financing with your business as it currently is and feeling like you're kind of banging your head against the wall with that, um, you know, someone who can help you look at what you can do to change those operations um, and perhaps continue to have some of your financial history, uh, that's presumably okay, but your future is where the, the, the trouble lies. You know, there's, there's help out there to help you kind of figure that portion out, which you know, possibly can, can open a door on the financing side that was closed previously. Um, so yeah, sometimes it feels a bit like when we get those calls about, I need financial assistance. Uh, so we do tend to like to, oh, as best we can, open that conversation. Not everyone wants to always have a conversation like that. They kind of hear that we don't have money ourselves. There's not a lot of grants available, um, and that can be the end of the conversation. But the, those ones are, aren't that common. I, I do think that more often than not, um, people have an openness to, to kind of discussing a bit more broadly. Yeah. Okay. And for demographic, are you? A youth startup or are you seeing you know more family aged and older demographic coming in yeah that's well, that's a really uh, good interesting question i think that our sort of what do I, kind of uh, you know adjective do i want to use like our startups that are just a, a brand new business um with a you know an idea for providing either a more often than not, product. Um, I think those tend to be younger. Um, you know, we don't uh, actually. I, I should be better about collecting age numbers than I am. I don't always ask people that. It's one of those questions I sometimes feel a little bit awkward about, but I, I should be doing better with that. But um, yeah, we. I think those tend younger. When we talk about that kind of independent contractor. Um, as we sort of discussed earlier, I think that tends to be more driven by knowledge that's been accumulated through the career. Um, so they tend to be a, a little older. Um, essentially, when you're when that's your plan, you're selling your knowledge and you're selling your experience. Um, so yeah, yeah the age range would tend to be up there. Um, but uh, yeah, it's that's uh, interesting. You know, we, certainly um, people from all age ranges um, will come to us. Um, so it's not uh, we're not kind of weird one way or the other, and yeah, it's it's quite uh, quite a range. I know I keep kind of giving that as an answer that feels like yeah. a bit no. of an easy one, but uh, but it's true. Um, yeah, we, we do quite a broad cross section there. But yeah, I think young new businesses a little younger. Uh, those um, service providers uh, probably trend a little. Yeah, yeah, I would say we're seeing that the same too. You know, I would say that you know people with businesses that are you know in starting of family years and older right is is still what we're seeing and you know we're not seeing them fresh out of school yet um but that being said they're probably going to service providers like futurepreneur organizations right. like that right so right mm -hmm. yeah and i think like when it comes to some of those established businesses that are are owned and operated by um uh, people let's just say 40 plus kind of or 
use the futurepreneur as a bit of a marker there, um, that you know, there's, there has been um, certainly uh, lots that have reached out to us with that. I want to examine an aspect of that. So I'm looking at expanding into another location or, or I want to move my operations from here to there. Um, so those uh, kinds of questions, again, it would tend to be from people of a bit of an older demographic, I think, um, just by virtue of that, you know, and had that time pass. Um, but that has been one thing that um, we at Business Link have been conscious about trying to um, bring more attention to is that we do serve businesses, whether they're brand new or have been around for um, 50 years. You know, we don't, don't treat them any differently. We, we, we would apply the same amount of time and effort um, to each query, wherever you are in that spectrum. So through COVID-19, we have seen, uh, you know, through some of those I need to find out more about the government supports has opened up the door to more of those conversations with that type of um, business owner that we didn't have as many conversations with before. Um, so yeah, that's been from our from Business Link's own internal perspective. That's been uh, one of the um, things we've wanted to capture through through COVID nineteen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Mark, um, just to 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 run over the one. One thing I wanted to cover, do you want to just give us a quick rundown of what kinds of services Business Link does provide just to the, the newbie who might not know? Absolutely. Yeah, you know, and I want to um, run down through our, our list here. Um, but, you know, do just before that, just and this has come up to me as we our conversation has gone on. But I think one of the biggest values that you'll get from Business Link um, is we're going to listen to your issue, your problem in a completely objective uh, way. Um, so, you know, we're not going to, we're not here to push any particular kind of service uh, or push any kind of, you know, particular, um, we have no other agenda essentially besides helping you through your problem. Uh, and, you know, one, whatever your idea is, we're not here to sort of say that's a good idea or that's a bad idea. We just want to help you move that idea forwards. Um, so that's, I think, one of the things we might list as support services we do, but I think it's one of the important reasons to access us in any of these pieces that I'm talking about. That, right. that objective, kind of unbiased, unjudged, uh, non-judgmental um, perspective for your... Yeah, you're ready to hear the crazy ideas. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Um, but yeah, so you'd be a bit more specific and practical then. Uh, so we do provide one on one meetings. That's kind of our, our primary uh, engagement with clients. It's with uh, someone like myself or any one of our kind of eight person strong now strategist team. Um, we can meet people on the phone or by video. We're still, um, you know, iffy on the outing community, but we are trying to work on that or, you know, we can. Uh, we can see what we can work out uh, if the phone or video aren't working. Um, we can do this for as long or as short as you need to. So, you know, we consider long-term kind of coaching relationships part of what we do. Um, it's not formalized in a programmatic way, uh, but yeah, we, you know, I've certainly got clients that um, I, I will reach out to on a regular basis and have for quite some time. Um, so that's something, if that's a benefit to you and you're moving forward, uh, we, we help with that. And then um, referrals to other uh, service providers in the ecosystem. 
like uh, there's a lot of back and forth there for sure. Um, lots of other service providers. Um, I'm in Calgary, so I think of like Platform Calgary, uh, Momentum, uh, service provider, the MMP self-employment program, uh, the Venture Mentors uh, Service of Alberta, uh, post-secondary institutions, lots of uh, different service providers that we're, we keep ourselves really aware of what they're doing, what they have to offer so that we can tell our clients that that's a resource. So that's all in our advisory services. And then we have some more support services too, um, which as we mentioned earlier, our secondary market research assistance. You can make a request. Uh, we'll ask you kind of several questions about your business, um, what kind of information you're looking for. And then we have a couple of people on a research team that will go and gather information on your behalf. And so really valuable service um, that takes about three week turnaround, uh, but we still kind of encourage anyone and everyone that uh, has a, a, you know, a true idea um, to, to reach out. And then we do business plan templates. Uh, we'll do a business plan review and we've created a formalized process for that. So we've got a rubric, we've got, we'll kind of score your business plan um, and then meet with you to have a conversation about what impact is in there. And then lastly, it's doing webinars um, and business for any other service providers out there. We'll, we can workshop uh, if you have clientele or you know you are attending your commerce and you want to do a workshop um, on the business model canvas for your members. Um, we do that kind of uh, thing as well as some of our uh, kind of presenting our content online um, and having external partners come in to present as well. Lots of pretty uh, detailed, but uh, I think pretty sort of a summary of how. We help entrepreneurs in Alberta. Perfect. Awesome. And then um, yeah, your contact info, Mark? Yes. Uh, so to contact me directly, which uh, you're all welcome and encouraged to do, uh, you can email me. It's mark, M-A-R-K, link dot three nine two. And uh, you can also, of course, just contact Business Link generally. So please visit our website, businesslink.ca. Um, and we have a 1-800 number where you can talk to um, a strategist, again, with the same competency as myself. Um, our 1-800 number is 1-800-272-9675. Um, or ask us at businesslink.ca. Um, so yeah, those are ways you can get in touch with us and, and talk to one of our strategists to see how we can help you start, run, or grow your business. Awesome. And uh, Wendy, do you have anything left uh, for Mark? You're on mute. <laughs> mute, mute. <laughs> I turn on mute because it streams funny sometimes. Yeah. Um, no, I think I got all my questions answered. So thank you. Awesome. And uh, thanks again, Mark. Like uh, this is our, our second uh, WC call. Um, you, of course, were on our Infinite Possibilities call before. Um, and um, yeah, so I'd like to, I'd like to thank you again for uh, spending time with us and and sharing your knowledge and yeah, inputs, feedbacks, everything. Um, of course, it's it's always a great conversation. And uh, thanks, Wendy, for peppering us with good questions. And uh, yeah, great. No, thank you both. Uh, thanks so much for the invite, Patrick. Uh, you know, I really value uh, being able to uh, to share um, and discuss uh, with people such as yourselves. And thanks, Wendy, as well for um, yeah joining uh, here and doing what you do <laughs> with Community Futures. Um, yeah, it's a, I feel honored to be able to be part of uh, this small business. Thanks. Awesome.
Awesome. And I'll let you know when we get this posted up on YouTube if you want to share it out too. So yeah. it's, you said a lot of good stuff here that can definitely, then you don't have to say it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Just exactly. Oh, that sounds great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay. All right. Great. Thanks well, again, Mark, and enjoy the rest of Small Business Week. Yeah, thanks. You guys too. Yeah, and it'll be a great conversation with Todd Hirsch. I'm going to have to try to jump in. You bet. Definitely. Thanks. Thanks. Okay. Take care. Bye for now. Bye.